time for another episode of the Tan and Jamin Show. What episode is 327? It's right up there in the top left of the screen. Episode 327 of the Tan and Jamin Show live on the ISC Sports Network. How you doing tonight there, T-Dog? Doing pretty good, J-Man. Uh, who, uh, what athletes, uh, when, you, when you hear 27, I'm not going to put 327, but when you hear 27, what athletes do you think of? 27, 27, 27, 27. Um, first person I thought of, and I don't even know if they wear 27, and it's a bad one to think about it, uh, Addison Russell. Is he number 27? Yeah, I think he was 27. That's what I was thinking. Uh, I don't know why. He... 22. I think he was 27. I, I think he had to switch. He either started out at 27 and then switched to 22 or started at 22 and switched to 27. I don't remember, but the first person I thought of was Addison Russell for some reason. As a so Bronco fan, I think of uh, Noshawn Moreno, Steve Atwater. <clears throat> um, just overall sports, I think of Eddie George. Mm. I think of uh, Giancarlo Stanton. Um, You've always been a numbers guy. I've I have. I, there's another one I just had in my head, and I just lost it. Yeah. I don't know. Another football player I had in my head, but I lost it. Oh, Ray Rice. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. Terrell, yeah. Terrell Buckley was a number 27. It's, just, it's, a, it's a running back number. It's a running back number. Yeah. So. No, Sean was a Dolphin. I don't remember if he wore 27, though. Yeah, he was pretty good when he stayed healthy. Just couldn't, could never, yeah. ever stay healthy. The only thing I can uh, the only thing I think about when I think of him is uh the t- single tier coming down. Yeah, they had about the last time they beat the Chiefs. Uh <laughs> uh so Shamrock shakes back. So that the news today knew knew that make you pumped. Yeah, I uh I tend to indulge in the Shamrock shake. Um have you got one already? I've not. I, I did not know it was back until I, I saw it on I think I saw it on Facebook today. Um I'm a Shamrock Shake guy, you know what's actually um Leaped over the Shamrock Shake now is the uh, peppermint shake from Chick Fil A. That's uh, that's above the Shamrock Shake in my uh, shake hierarchy, which uh, it, I am a milkshake connoisseur. Is that good year round? That's Chick Fil A is the only seasonal thing. I think it's usually Christmas time. Um, okay, I've gotten one in January before, but I haven't been or tried in a while. I think it's probably a. Um, they, they might have a minty a minty sort of shamrock shake type thing there now but doesn't Dairy Queen have some minty type thing? Um they they have a mint shake that's actually pretty good that's very very similar to uh to McDonald's now uh Arby's also has one but it's it's a vanilla milkshake with green um food coloring. <laughs> that uh, doesn't count. I've I've made that mistake before. Like it tastes nothing like mint. But uh I, I will say DQ's is uh is up there. All right, let's see. You're the you're the shake go to guy. You're the shake expert yeah, of the I was, pod. So uh, I hadn't had a milkshake in forever, and I got a chocolate milkshake for five guys this past week, and uh, I think I've had three milkshakes since. <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with that. Big, nothing big, wrong with that. big fan. Big milkshake guy. Big milkshake, big milkshake. guy. All right. Well, let's get into tonight's episode, shall we? Birdie or Bogey coming to you, sponsored by the Arlington Public House. Josh will tell you more about them in thanks, a second. Thanks for prompting me to bring it up here. You're welcome. <laughs> you know, I just figured, I figured there might be a good chance you didn't have the uh, read ready. But yeah. while you're doing that, uh, we are tied. So far in 2023 for the birdie or bogey, somehow I pulled one out of my out of my rear last week. Um, tonight's is a toughie. It's golf related. 
<laughs> so what I'm going to do is it's only going to be a birdie or a bogey, but I'm going to give you a multiple choice. Love it. I'm going to give you a multiple choice. I'm going to give you I'll a fighting chance. But this week will be the 44th week that John Rahm has spent as number one in the official world golf rankings. That ties Nick Price for 11th most all time. Among active PGA Tour players, only Tiger Woods, Roy McIlroy, and this other guy have spent more weeks atop the rankings. More weeks? That's a really good question. And I'm going to give you four guys to choose from on the PGA Tour. Is it Jason Day? Hmm. Is it Colin Morikawa? Is it Scotty Scheffler? Or is it Patrick Cantley? Uh, well, the guy I was thinking was not in that four. I was thinking maybe Dustin Johnson, but uh... well, he's a, he's a, he's a part of Live now. He's not active oh, on, on the tour. Active. Okay, okay, interesting. Kid, like, you give me the names again. Yes, Jason Day, Colin Morikawa, Scotty Scheffler, or mm. Patrick Cantley. I have no idea, but uh, thanks, <laughs> thanks for giving me a. 25% chance at least. Hey, just just, just uh, remember that. Remember that for a time in the future. I will only remember that if I get it correct. <laughs> and, I, and I will say, I will say, Tiger Woods, guess how many weeks Tiger in his career spent as oh, world man. number one? Weeks. Um, 400? 400 plus? It's probably more than 400. 400. Up. Uh, 700 down 600, 683, 683 weeks. Let's, let's see how many years that is. 683 divided by 52. I'm not going to do it in my head. You guys don't want me to do it in my head. I don't want to embarrass myself. That's 13 years worth. He's number one ranked golfer in the world. 13 years. And Rory's been ranked number one 122 weeks, which is still pretty good. That's really but, good. Yeah. But it just Tiger That's just absurd. He's on Man. such another level on like all golf statistics. It's pretty incredible. Birdie Bogey is brought to you by Arlington Public House. Arlington Public House has upscale cuisine and cocktails with a casual atmosphere located 703 Main Street in Rochester, Indiana. Um, let's see here. On February 18th, that was yesterday. They had, let's see, food, food. Why am I not seeing their food here? Their weekend specials over the weekend was a ribeye with South African lobster tail. It looked phenomenal. They looked phenomenal from the pictures. I know you're not a lobster guy. You're not. You're not a seafood guy. But I'm. I'm more of a turf and turf guy. Give me double steak. Turf and turf. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Uh, yeah, Arlington Public House has some good food. I I need to make a trip. Yes. Yeah, I'll make I'll meet I'll meet you there sometime. We'll both make Let's a trip. How about, that? How, about that? How about that? But uh a lot of college hoops to talk about tonight. We're kind of getting into the part of the year where we don't have a ton to talk about outside of basketball until baseball mm-hmm. starts. We do have some NFL coaching carousel news and final destination stops for coaches that we'll we'll talk about but let's let's talk some hoops let's talk some hoops hoops. yeah um the greatest team ever assembled the northwestern wildcats um are absolutely rolling how how many games in a row they won five 
And three of those games were against teams that are in that top four in uh, the Big Ten, uh, starting with Purdue. We talked about that last week. I don't want, don't, don't want to rehash that for you. Uh, <laughs> but then they beat Indiana. Then they beat Iowa. Um, this is a team that was projected to finish 12th, 13th, something in the league. They lost Pete Nance to North Carolina. They lost Ryan Young to Duke. Um, but college basketball is one with guards and they have two guards that have been there for seemingly ever in Boo Booey and, um, Chase Audige, uh, and Ty Berry has been there a while for, uh, now as well. Um, and they are relying on those guards to go out and score buckets. They picked up, uh, his last name is, is it Nicholson? Um, their big guy who's best offensive rebounder in the, uh, league, um, Chris Collins has done a really good job with the team. They play really good defense. Um, have a real hard time saying nice things about Northwestern, as you know. Just but, saying, I'm kind uh, of shell shocked right now. I, I mean, you got to give credit where it's due. They were not projected to be good. Chris Collins is, in my opinion, the clear Big Ten coach of the year. I mean, it's it's usually a team that comes out of nowhere. But I don't think we've seen a team come out of nowhere quite like this uh, to be a surefire NCAA tourney team and even challenge for the for winning the whole thing. I mean, I know there's only four or five games left or whatever, and it's going to be real hard to catch Purdue. Uh, but the fact that they're even in the mix says uh, incredible things about the way uh, Northwestern has played here the past few weeks. Well, they're right on Purdue's heels, and then they're playing really well. But I will say, you know, they've won three games in a row over some pretty good opponents, but all three games were home games. Oh, yep. Three of their next four on the road. Yeah, it it should turn, um, hopefully. But, you know, I thought they'd lose in Wisconsin. Did they lose in Wisconsin? I don't remember. Um, I thought they'd lose in Ohio State. They didn't lose in Ohio State. They've won in Michigan State. Ohio State is garbage, but this was before they were full-on garbage when they played them. (laughs) Um, But, yeah, yeah, Ohio State's arguably second-worst team. I I would say it's not even close right now. I think they're definitely second-worst team in the conference. If if not worse than Minnesota right now. Remember, Minnesota Minnesota won in Ohio State. Uh, That kind of started Ohio State's skid a little bit. Um, but yeah, man, uh, Northwestern's gonna get, I mean, they're in like, even if they they lose out, I think they're in. Um, and I cannot wait for them to be back in that Wednesday of the big 10 tournament, which is where they belong and where they will likely be next year. Yeah. Right now. I mean, they'd be the two seed in the big 10 tournament. Mm -hmm. Your uh, three seed would be Maryland. Four seed would be Indiana. Um, eight nine seed game right now would be Illinois Michigan State. Eight seed, but, huh? which yeah, give me uh, give me no part of. I don't. I want no part of Illinois they, and Chicago. It's so um, bundled up right there that you win a game and yeah. you could jump up into that top four. Right. Um, so like Illinois went from um, coming into when they were playing Penn State, they were third. To lose to Penn State, they drop down to seventh. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, it's it's absurd right now how bundled it is. Um, but Northwestern separating themselves from that middle up towards the top. Makes me almost want to gag even talking about it. Um, but then, I mean, you, you see Indiana losing to Northwestern. You see Maryland losing to Nebraska. Uh, now, Nebraska's playing some really good basketball right now, too. Uh, I think they've won four of their last five. Uh, Wisconsin looked like they were turning the corner, and then they get beat <clears throat> by Rutgers without Caleb McConnell. Um, Rutgers look like they were separating themselves and then they lose a couple in a row. 
Uh, Michigan looked like they were starting to turn it on. Then they lost a couple rounds. Then they bounced back and beat uh, Michigan State. Michigan State looked like they were going to jump up there. Then they lose to Michigan. So um, it's all just – they're just beating up on each other, and it's going to do them no favors come NCAA tournament time. Nope. Well, and it's officiating too, and the Big Ten yeah. does no favors for Big Ten teams to make a, a big run in the, in, the, in the NCAA tournament, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah um, we, we were talking about it over the weekend, and – you're either playing a football game out there or they're just, they're calling every single thing and it's unwatchable. There's, there's zero in between zero in between. They're beating the crap out of each other, calling nothing, or they're calling every single thing. And guys are shooting 30 free throws a game. Yep. Um, They, I mean, they, they can complain all they want. Man, why, why can't we get to the uh, national championship game? Why can't we win a national champ? Well, start looking at your officiating. Yep. It could change. You're doing it to yourself. Mm-hmm. You're doing it to yourself. I mean, they'll have seven, eight, nine teams in the tournament. Yeah. They're going to have probably the most of any conference. Uh, maybe the Big 12 might have a few more. I don't know what, yeah, the Big what their NCAA look, looks like. Um, so they're going to have plenty of opportunities, but we'll see. I don't yeah. know. I don't I know. I mean, you, you, you look at these teams, and I, I'm still a firm believer there's three teams that have a chance get to the second week and obviously one's Purdue one's Indiana I still think it's Illinois is the third team that will could have a chance to get to the second weekend they just have to have it click unfortunately it's been 26 games and it hasn't really fully clicked yet so uh they're due but uh yeah I'm trying to pull up here the uh committee's top 16 I think I found it. There was one team on that top 16 that should not be on that top 16. That's Tennessee. Even pre losing to Kentucky, they should not have been on that top 16. And of course I didn't find it. Um, Darn it. Why am I not finding this? Maybe you'll have a better luck at Googling it than I will. There we go. Yeah, I got it here. The top six. Well, yeah, I'm probably looking at the same thing you did. Mm-hmm. Um, the top 16 right now. Nope, that's 2022. Nope, that was, top, that was 2022. Well, Alabama's first. Mm-hmm. Houston, two. Purdue, three. Kansas, four. Even though the AP today did not reflect that whatsoever. Not that mm-hmm. it really matters. Um Texas is five, uh, Arizona six, Baylor seven, and UCLA eight. Tennessee's nine, Virginia's ten, um, Iowa State eleven, Kansas State twelve, Indiana thirteen, Marquette fourteen, Gonzaga fifteen, Xavier sixteen. Mm-hmm. I have too many complaints. Uh, Tennessee being a three seed. Um, they're a team that I mean, they have a hard time scoring the ball. They uh, there's not that many opportunities for quality wins there in the SEC these days, especially with Kentucky being down. But then they lose to Kentucky. Um, they got one I, over Alabama last week. What's that? They got one over Alabama last week. They did, uh, which 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 was huge for them. But they had also just lost to Vanderbilt too. So they're right. one of those teams that you're just wondering. Like I mean, they are. Uh, they have one of the best defenses in college basketball. Rick Barnes um, has done a tremendous job there, but it, it it just feels like they should not have been in that top 
10 for sure. I mean, they lost to Florida, who's not very good. Vanderbilt's terrible. Missouri at home, you probably shouldn't lose to. But again, beating Alabama um, likely bumped them up a peg. They lost to Arizona. They, they did beat Kansas. So that's their only other good with Kansas. Uh, Maryland neutral court's a pretty good win. They did beat Texas. Um, a, a they lot got of some big wins home. early. They got some big ones early. They they did. I'm sure whatever bracket they'll be in, they'll be in the same bracket as Purdue. I can almost guarantee you. They always are. They always, even next year, Maui Invitational, they're both in it. So <laughs> it's, uh, you know, thank God Florida State's not good because they'd find their, their way in Purdue's They'd bracket. find a way. Yeah. Marquette will too, which Purdue and Marquette already played this year, but they'll, they'll find their way too. So, <laughs> um, but how many Big Ten teams do you think as of February 20th get in the NCAA tournament? Um, I haven't looked at Lenardi's or any bracket here recently, um, but I, obviously Purdue, Indiana, Northwestern. Um, if Illinois loses a night, they should be out. Uh, but as, assuming they win, even without Shannon against Minnesota, I, forgot, I, keep I did not know you guys were playing tonight until today. Yeah, it, it, it was the COVID cancellation uh, postponement. So Illinois has three games this week. Um, That's fun. Rutgers will get in. Michigan State will get in. I will get in. Um, Lenardi has Mar- nine in. Maryland in. So there's eight. Who's who's the one I'm missing? Does he have Wisconsin at the tail end? I'm checking right now. Either be Wisconsin or Michigan. Michigan's not a turning team. Yes, he has Wisconsin as the playing against Clemson. Okay. Um, he has Kentucky and Carolina playing against each other. That would be awesome. So that would be awesome. The last time I looked before Illinois lost two in a row, he had – uh, Illinois has a six playing Carolina or Kentucky, which would be the worst thing ever. <laughs> Illinois can't get a good draw to save their lives. Um, I'm going to say eight get in. I don't think Wisconsin gets in, especially losing at home to Rutgers. I know it's not a bad loss on paper, but that's a team without their best defensive player, arguably their best player in Caleb McConnell. And uh, they lost there. Um, Penn State could go on a run and, make themselves available again because uh, I, th- I think they're capable of being a scary team. But other than that, there's not really anyone that uh, is truly on the bubble except maybe Michigan, and they're not really all that close right now. But it's Michigan. They can find themselves back in it. This is one of the weaker bubbles I can ever recall. Yeah, it, it seems like it's getting weaker throughout each year too, and which is, makes no sense why they want to add – you know, 30 more teams to the NCAA tournament because uh, you're going to have just trash teams in there. Right now, Lenardi has Illinois as a six seed playing 11 seed Memphis. He still has him as a six, huh? When's yeah. the last time he updated He dropped him to a six today. He, dropped, he updated today. I'm surprised they're still on that six line because I've seen him seven and eight here, which I, I don't think they should fall that because both of those were quad one. Nope, I, I lied big time. He didn't update today. This is update on 17th. Sorry. So that was before they lost to Indiana. So Sorry. I can't imagine that dropping too much, but it might drop down to a seven. And it, they'll be, they're fine. Illinois is fine. Um, not as good as I thought they'd be. I thought they'd struggle a little bit, and they're still capable. They just all click together. They'll be somewhere in that. If all goes well the rest of the year, they'll be up on that six line. If it's terrible the rest of the year, assuming they don't lose tonight. Um, they'll probably be anywhere from that six to a 10 and capable of getting to a second weekend, but also capable of losing to whoever. 
Nope. Kind of a black year. But I'm grateful for black years where you still get in the NCAA tournament, you know. Right. Uh, just jonesing to get back, and now fan base is complaining. <laughs> like, <laughs> you can't have it both ways. I, I know you want to be better this year, but come on. Or you could yeah. be like, uh, you know, Purdue and – have little expectations coming into the year, and then just yeah. get red hot, you know, have a great season. And then when you stumble a little bit and lose, you know, a couple games here and there, especially on the road, yeah. fan base starts freaking out. And yeah, it's like that's, that's what happens when you get expectations. Um, there has only been one Illinois team I can remember that were projected to be not very good and they end up making the tournament. And that was John Gross's first year. There have been countless where they were supposed to be good and they weren't. But, uh, and he, he, even that team, I think they got up to number 11 in the country or something, but then you could kind of see it um, imploding in on itself. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've I, I've never had where uh, I'm just hoping they get in the NCAA tournament and they shoot up to number one in the country in three weeks like you guys did. It's absurd. It's an unreal feeling. That's why I'm, you know, I'm hoping – because last year's team was very talented, but they had nothing to show for it. You know, they didn't win the Big Ten regular season, got to the Big Ten tournament championship, but lost to Iowa – made Sweet 16 get bounced. So they had nothing really to show for it. So this year, I just want Purdue. we got three more games, two of three at home. None of them are going to be easy. Indiana home, at Wisconsin, Illinois at home. None of them are three easy. more games. Yeah, That's they get crazy. the week off. They have the week off until Indiana this wow. weekend. So they get a whole week to rest. Um, but uh, they have three games. Two of them are home. So you got you got the lead in the Big Ten right now. Just try to find a way to get that Big Ten title. And if you win the Big Ten tournament, great. If not, so be it. Yeah. Um, sometimes it's almost better not. I just want to be that one seed. I, I I've I know Purdue's been one seed in the program's history before, but I've I've never seen it since I've been right. watching Purdue basketball. I've seen them as a two, seen them as a three. I just want them to get a get a one seed to say they got the one seed and gave themselves the best opportunity on paper to to get to the final four. So yeah, that target on your back's not fun. Um, they should be used to it from this year though. They, sh- they should be. I mean, I'd rather be a. I think I'd rather be a one seed in New York than a two seed in the Louisville region. As crazy as that sounds. Hmm. Why? I don't know. I mean, I, I think you know, uh, just to be a one seed, like I said, and yeah. and if, if Purdue would make the Elite Eight or, or something like that, fans would make their way to, no yeah. matter where they are. It you almost might feel less pressure being away from home. Less distractions um, for some of the players, maybe from friends and family. I don't. Yeah. Know. I don't um, know. Some so, sometimes you can kind of come out tight in those situations right. when you have uh, when when you're at home and or in your own backyard, essentially. Oh, and that's um, nice. And, and of course, Louisville would be the you know the ideal situation. Even though you you bring up Louisville, the Purdue fans and NCAA tournament, same sentence. PTSD yeah, comes out pretty yeah. strong still. So. Um, no, my dog came up and handed me a bone. <laughs> Maybe that's a sign. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Now he's, now he's chewing on the bone. So. Uh, but, no, uh, let, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about Indiana a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they've been playing really well. Uh, they they did stumble at Northwestern. Almost came back and got that game. They stumbled, and they turned around and beat an Illinois team that was without Terrence Shannon. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Indiana's – Got themselves the rank 17th in the AP uh, three or four seed, depending on what bracket you're looking at. Big week for them this week, though. They have two toughies on the road. They go to Michigan State tomorrow, which on paper you look at, you're like, okay, they should, you know, maybe go go in and beat Michigan mm-hmm. State. But I got to say, 
I don't know if any team in the conference would go into Michigan State tomorrow night and win that game. Yeah, especially after the shooting that happened exactly. on Tuesday last week. Yes, and they haven't had a home um, game since. Yeah. Um, that place could be nuts. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's going to be crazy, which um, IU doesn't really have a history of going in there and winning anyways. Uh, I know they did a few years ago. They did with Romeo that one year. That was weird. Yeah, yeah. Like, they somehow forced overtime because Michigan State missed about 1,000 free throws. Uh, I, I do remember that one. Who, oh, and then they have at Purdue, which yeah. not many teams go in there and win. Pur- Purdue might lose a home game a year, and even then you're kind of shocked when it happens, uh, which they've already, they've, already, they've already lost their one. So I hope I hope they only lose one, but they, they get all week yeah. to rest. And it's a it's a it's a rare Saturday night Purdue IU game. You don't don't see those very often. They usually played during the week, or if it is on Saturday, they're played like it was in Bloomington at four o'clock. Yeah. So yeah, seven thirty start, but game day chose Gonzaga instead. Who's Gonzaga have? St. Mary's? I think so, but I really think the ESPN didn't want to do game day at any Big Ten location this year. Yeah, probably a uh, slap to the face a yep. little bit. Um, which which I did see. I was watching CBS of, for the Purdue High State broadcast yesterday, and I saw a Big Ten CBS football commercial. Very weird to hear the weird. CBS music with the Big Ten logos. <laughs> it, yeah. was, it was cool, but it's like, wow, that's weird. Yeah, that's going to be weird. Speaking of Ohio State and CBS, they get their third straight CBS <laughs> Sunday uh, game. I kind of wish college could flex games. I'm surprised they can't. Not. Yeah, because, uh, yeah, Ohio State doesn't deserve the CBS. And, honestly, they don't get that many viewers anyway for basketball. No. No. Yeah. They, you know, and we're talking about flexing programming. I do notice ESPN does some of that, though, because I know last week Illinois and Indiana and then Notre Dame and whoever they – Virginia were both – the day before, but or two days before, so it was Thursday on my phone at least. It said ESPN Networks. Then you showed tune. Uh, I went to on Friday. Then showed ESPN, and ESPN two. Okay. So it's kind of like ESPN, as long as it's on their networks, they'll decide yeah, they which one they're going to put design. it on. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Didn't but, know that. But yeah. You know. Yeah, Indiana's playing some good basketball. Xavier Johnson. They keep saying he's he's going to be back soon, but they've been saying that for a few weeks now. Um, Trace Jackson Davis out of this world. They're getting good contributions. Jalen Hood Shafino was terrible on Saturday up until about the final five minutes or so. Um, Miller cops hitting big shots for them. Uh, they they need, need more from their bench. They're not really getting any bench production. At least they didn't on Saturday. Uh, Malik Renew didn't do anything. Um, Tamar Bates did nothing. Geronimo did nothing. Race Thompson was terrible. I know he starts, but he did nothing. It was, it was mainly a, a T. TJD Miller Cop and um, Jalen Hood Shafino showing it ended up working out for him, um, mainly due to Illinois' lack of uh, execution down the stretch, which is probably where losing Terrence Shannon came into play a little bit. Um, but still, even with Shannon out, it's just colossal missed opportunity uh, for Illinois to get back into that top four. The Big Ten gets another resume building road win. Um, that was a frustrating one um, for sure. But uh, I uh, almost prefer those than I did when they were getting blown out all the time on the road. So it is what, is, it is what it is. I had low expectations going into the game. And then uh, the fact that they were even in it, uh, I was pretty happy with. But at the same time, once you've built the program up like the way Brad Underwood has, there's no moral victories anymore and all yeah. that. So it stung. 
Yeah, it does. Like I, I, I remember being in that situation years ago. I think it was. It actually might have been Matt Painter. It might have been the Bailey. Nah, it was either Baby Boiler's first year or second year at Purdue. I think it was their first year. And they were going playing at Michigan State without Robbie Hummel. And I want to say somebody else. Mm-hmm. You know, like, all right, good gets killed. Well, and then they got down big early. But then Marcus Green and Chris Kramer both caught fire and led Purdue back. And they ended up losing by like three or four points. And you, you were like happy about their fight. But yeah. you still left with a sour taste in your mouth because yeah. you're like, this play or this play goes differently. You right. just absolutely steal one on the road when you had no business being in the game. RJ Melendez missed four straight layups uh, yeah. on Saturday. That could have been the different, a terrible technical on Coleman Hawkins. Oh, that was uh, that was the worst, the worst. I mean, RJ Melendez got called for a terrible tech in the NCAA tournament last year. Uh, this was worse, man. Let him have fun. Trace Jackson Davis allowed to do whatever he wants. He can yep. flex at the bench, stare at the bench. Ne- has never got called for a tech. Coleman Hawkins posterizes Trace Jackson Davis. Doesn't even really look at him. Just yeah. screamed in his yeah. direction and. That, the guy that, that happened in that out. building. That happened. AJ Hammonds yeah. years ago screamed technical, yeah. and you, but you could but, tell. I, I watched the official the whole time. He 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 was looking. He he was he was ready. Yeah, he was ready. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's that's another case of officials taking their game the game yeah. in their hands. Um, and then, and then Trace Jackson Davis has a dunk right at the end. I and know. He's, He's about taking his shirt off, sliding on the. I know. know. Single thing. Trace is a great player, great player, but his antics on the court drive me nuts. Yeah, and he never gets called for any technicals. I remember chest bump Mason Gillis during a pretty game. Nothing. (laughs) I I remember Trent Frazier. It it was the COVID year. Trent Frazier hit a three, and it, it was right in front of IU's bench. Didn't turn around to look at the bench. Anything said that's cash, and the guy teed him up. Uh, Trace Jackson Davis got a dunk and he flexed on the entire Illinois bench. Didn't even, didn't even see it. <laughs> it is, it is frustrating. To, mm. It's no end. Frustrating though. Yeah. Purdue, Purdue did get called for tech the other night. Mason Gills, he deserved it. They called him for a foul. He was mad and he threw his arm and cussed at the ref. And, you know, <laughs> and then that, that kind of just snowballed into it. The 24 to seven run or 27 yeah. to four run Maryland had and place was rocking and, Oh boy, it was yeah. hard to watch. But that that was a rough one. And then, then you got Fran up there in Iowa City getting texts all the time. <laughs> yeah, um, getting kicked out of games. He I mean, I, I've seen Matt Painter get kicked out of a game. Once um, yep, one. One time. I um somehow Brad Underwood's never gotten kicked out of a game, never seen Izzo get kicked out. Um did Juwan Howard get kicked out of the Big Ten tourney game when he and Maryland went at it? Yes. Yes. Did he? Queen um, got kicked out of a game. Remember that early in his IU tenure? Yes. He like kicked that door or whatever that hallway. <laughs> yeah. Um, Fran's done it three, three or four times. Um, it's crazy. It ju- it just can't happen. It's embarrassing for one. Uh, I I know the fan base is embarrassed by it. Um. It's just it it just can't happen, and I know there were rumors that if he gets kicked out one more time, that's going to be the it's they're not going to do anything to him. They're not going to fine him. Not going to do anything. Um, I mean, I mean, Patrick and Fran both got text last night, but Connor didn't. I wonder if he got disowned in the locker room. Probably, yeah. <laughs> the family uh, business. I mean, I was just starting to watch right before Fran got kicked out of the game. 
I, I haven't even seen it. I'm I'm sure it was. It, it was a pretty bad. It should have been a 10 second call. I, I understand why Fred really? ballistic, but he went after Courtney Green pretty good. Courtney Green's terrible ref. Yeah, the, yeah. the officials in the Big Ten are terrible. We went from honestly, I I I miss our old uh, our, our old pal Broad Ripple Bo. I miss Jimmy Burr. Jim Jim Burr was terrible. I, I know I he think, was terrible, but that's what I'm saying. How bad for, these for, refs are. For some reason, I've seen Hightower around a bunch at Hightower. I, I don't know if I thought he was retired. Are you no, sure he, Valentine, Valentine's he, been around. Ed, Ed, Ed Hightower has retired. He hasn't been officiating, but he's oh. been like showing up at Big Ten arenas. He's oh, been there gotcha. twice. I've seen gotcha. him at Indiana tw- uh, a couple times. I gotcha. Uh, yeah, he at Hightower retired. I was gonna say TV Teddy does ACC games now. Yeah, T- TV Teddy didn't get an NCAA tournament again, so uh, he's he, he's kind of fallen off the face of the earth, um, which is okay with me. But uh, before we uh, pick some games, do you want some? As he's walking away, <laughs> um, I'm gonna have a do word association. Uh, before we pick some games, let's do some word association. How about that? Let's do it. So the last time Northwestern made the NCAA tournament was 2017. Right. So that got me thinking, what were the three um, all Big Ten teams that year? Ooh. So uh, some of these guys I haven't thought about in forever, and this really highlights why the Big Ten is not good (laughs) in the NCAA tournament because there are so few NBA guys that have actually stuck in the NBA. There are a couple guys got some cups of coffee. Mm -hmm. Um. But a lot of these guys, like, man, these teams are terrible. Starting with Peter Jock. <laughs> Forgot about him completely. He was a bucket for Iowa. Yeah, just a bucket. Iowa always gets like one guy that just gets buckets all the time. Like, you know, it's been yeah. the Murray, the Murrays lately. It was Aaron White. It was uh, uh, Peter Pierce Gaines. way back in the day. Matt Gaines. They always have one guy. They got a good Holoska. shooters, and then one guy who just Holoska. Yeah, they got one guy who just a scorer. Yeah. Um. Yeah, he he could shoot from every level. He's athletic. I'm surprised he honestly didn't play in the NBA. Uh, Mellow Trimble. Mellow Trimble, another guy, Buckets. Clutch, mm-hmm. Maryland, uh, was the uh, the perfectionist of the head snap. Yes, he was. Flop and throw yes. his head back. Yeah. He uh, was one of those guys where he had a great freshman year, and then he just never got better. He stayed about that same level, and it was really good, uh, but he just he just never took it to that next level. Um, Nate Mason. Wow. Yeah. Golden Gopher. Um, mm-hmm. he was a Purdue killer, if I remember correctly. Um, yeah, he, he didn't, he didn't get a cup of coffee in the NBA, did he? Yeah. yeah just a solid college player. Pretty good defender, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Uh, Biggie Swanigan. I know we've had him on this list a couple times, but. Yeah, Purdue legend, rest in peace. Uh, awful how his life Mm. Just spiraled downhill after he made his dreams come tr- came true. Worked so hard to get to the NBA, just kind of floundered. And you know, I didn't think he would be a fantastic pro, but I thought he would. I still mm. thought he'd be in the NBA to this day. And he yeah. just he just didn't didn't last. Got got uh, mixed up with the wrong crowd again, and fortunately, life went downhill mm. until it was too late. Yeah, it's tragic. Uh, Ethan Happ. Oh, he was annoying. Yeah. He um, was. On Mac bucket around the rim, awful free throw shooter, but man, he was tough to stop. And the refs gave him every call he wanted. Yep, he's he's having a good uh, professional career overseas. I could see that. Yeah, last I knew, he he's just one of those guys that never 
wanted to shoot outside of five feet, you know, that's great in college basketball. You want to make the NBA, you got to do that. Somebody, there's somebody um, in Bloomington that's like that. The difference, yes, the difference between those two is Jackson Davis might be the most athletic big man we've seen that's in, in that's uh, playing the Big Ten. That's but true. yeah, uh, he's he's. I mean, he he can shoot mid range jumpers. He just for one, he doesn't need to. Um, but to get to that next level, yeah. But if always, he could, I mean, it makes his game even that much better and his team that much better. But. Yeah. Um, I always kind of wonder if I'm going to see Ethan Hap walking around when I go to my uh, where my parents live in the Quad Cities because that's where he's from. I was always looking out. <laughs> Second teamers, Malcolm Hill. Uh, he's a bucket. Underrated Illini. I feel like people, Big Ten fans that aren't Illinois fans don't really talk about him too much. Yeah. But – he was a guy that, like I said, can, could get buckets and there's a good scorer. And he, even on the off night, he's going to put up 15 points. Yeah. He, um, he's actually still hanging around the NBA. He's on the Bulls roster right now, two way player. I just saw him get in on Thursday night when they played Milwaukee, Thursday or, uh, Wednesday. But he, uh, was a guy that they don't talk about much because he was, uh, one of the only four year seniors where he was at Illinois all four years. He was, one of, he was the first since the 1970s not to make the NCAA tournament. Wow. So that's why he's not. Uh, so John Gross failed him uh, big time. But uh, yeah, third leading score in Illinois history. He, he, he could get buckets. Uh, Derek Walton Jr. Derek, I'm surprised he was second team. Um, yeah, but he, he was a guy who got better every year at Michigan. He was really good at. Um, I am thinking of the Michigan guard, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got, I get him and Xavier Simpson mixed up in my head sometimes. Remember Xavier Simpson that changed mm-hmm. the way he, how he spelled his name mid college. Yeah. Um, but Walton was pretty good at it. He would drive the lane, throw this high floater up. Like, ah, it's got no chance to go in. Banks it in. Like, yeah. You gotta be kidding me. Um, and he was a good defender too. I think that might've been Xavier Simpson. They had the sky hook. Is that what you're talking about? Mm, yes. Yes. Yeah. That, yeah. That was Simpson. Walton yep. was better than Simpson. He actually played in the NBA for a few years, believe yep. it or not, for Detroit. It? But yeah, they it literally went Walton to Simpson like back yeah. to back. Yeah, yeah. They, they're they're kind of the same size, kind of look the same. Yeah, uh, Miles Bridges. <clears throat> His NBA career is now over. Um, <laughs> he had some promise. A very athletic, mm-hmm. produced hard up in East Lansing with a buzzer beater. Um, could fly. Good college player. I expected more out of him, but then he was starting to find his potential in the NBA, but then got in some legal issues. Yeah, athlete. That mm-hmm. that, that was one I remember. Dockich and the Michigan State fan base were always yes. yelling at each other because Dockich was like, I don't think he's a good basketball player. I just think he's a good athlete sort of deal. Yep. And uh, Bridges was a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, got, he, got, he became a better shooter the longer mm-hmm. he was around college. Yeah. Bryant McIntosh. Good player for Northwestern. One of Northwestern's better players they've ever had. Um, it's on their staff now too. One that got away from any of the colleges. Yeah. Um, and they tried, and some of them tried to. I think Peter went after him, but he, yeah, well, the interest wasn't there. He came in too late or something. Um, man, he was good though. Bronson Koenig, <laughs> just one of those Badger players you couldn't stand. Yeah, all of them. Uh, um, you know, made timely buckets at the end of games and everything. And uh, he was a winner. He was a Badger winner. Yeah, I remember his buzzer beater against Xavier in the NCAA tournament. Oh. Right in the corner. Uh, third team now, Thomas Bryant, who has had the best NBA career out of everyone. 
Yeah, he just got traded from the Lakers to the Nuggets at the trade deadline. He's hanging around. Uh, he's even had some ACL problems in the NBA and keeps hanging around. Um, I never would have thought, you know, I thought Noah Vonley would have been a better pro than yeah. him. But, yeah, Thomas Bryant's hanging around. And uh, he liked to, liked to do the crybaby face at Indiana. That was for sure. He – Honestly, he and Coleman Hawkins have a lot of similarities with the way they <laughs> like to whine. <laughs> Never committed a foul ever. Nope. Um, Jordan Murphy. And one thing about Thomas Bryant and Caleb Swangin. Remember the Blarge? Oh, yeah. The Black Charge. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is that? Yep. <laughs> Jordan Murphy, one of the best rebounders in Big Ten history. Oh, yeah. What was he built at? 6'7 or 6'8? Maybe 6'7. Played yeah. like he was seven feet. That yeah. guy yeah, was just a beast on the boards. Ty Webster. You remember him? Not really. Nebraska. That's why I don't remember yeah. him. I, I, I remember Ty Webster because he was a decent recruit. Didn't really do a whole lot. And then like January, February of his senior year just went on a tear. And that's the only reason why he probably made the third team. Must have been a bucket. I believe he's from Australia, if I'm not hmm. mistaken. Uh, Scotty Lindsay. Scotty Lindsay, another one I forgot about. Wasn't he more of a defense defensive specialist? Yeah, I I kind of get him and Chase Audige mixed. Yeah, up. yeah. So Northwestern had two guys all Big Ten that year. Well, they made the NCAA tournament, and and, and a lot of the Big Ten media and and writers out there went Northwestern. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Mac- McIntosh is probably deserving, uh, but uh, I don't remember Lindsay being that great. Wait, who's the who's the guard that the the former Northwestern player that works for the Big Ten Network now? Oh, Trey Demps? Trey Demps, Demps, Demps. Okay. Uh, was he on those teams or was he – I think he was a few years before that. Yeah. Yeah, he was – he's a top 10 lead scorer, I think, in the Northwestern. Yeah, he, he was good. Yeah. Um, on some decent Northwestern teams, too. Uh, Nigel Hayes, last one. A winner for Wisconsin, another one. Uh, man, they had Happ and Hayes and Koenig and they had Young Davidson, I think, was there. Maybe it was the year after that. Uh, he was probably there. No, I, he, he would have been the – he was there the year after because I remember I remember going and watching yeah. him at Madison Square Garden being annoying as a freshman. I'm like, oh, I gotta yeah. put up this guy. I didn't think we'd have to put up with him for eight years, but um, I was, uh, they also had Zach Showalter because I saw he was on the all defense oh, that year. Oh, you're making my blood boil. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Nigel Hayes. Yeah, a lot of these guys I have not thought of in a long time. Yeah, uh, that was not a great class, in my no. opinion. But uh, yeah, that'll do it. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that's the uh, Word Association segment, which is brought to you by Performa Print 2 Promo Group. If you're looking for a trust- trustworthy, dependable resource for your next trade show, company, picnic, or sales meeting, Performa Print 2 Promo Group has over 50 years. That's 5 0 combined experience of promotional products and commercial print. They strive for a fast and efficient response to all your print needs, so you need to look no further. Let them be a one-source print and promotional company today by giving Barbara Van Weidensberg a call at 574-210-3815. Tonight, Minnesota at Illinois. Give me the Illini. Yeah, uh, I don't think Shannon's going to play still on concussion protocol. Hopefully he's back for Thursday's game. Um, I think – they let Minnesota hang around for a little while like they do about everyone at home, and then they <laughs> end up winning by 10 to 15 or so. I think it'll be closer than I want it to be. Um, Tuesday night, we have – let's see here. I think it's just one game. Tuesday Is it just one game Tuesday night? I think it's just Indiana at Michigan State. Uh, it is Indiana at Michigan State. Michigan State's a two-point favorite. 
Yeah, give me Sparty. Like I said, with the uh, tragic, unfortunate events that happened at the school shooting, I think uh, everybody had Michigan State in their thoughts and prayers and still do. I, I literally don't think any Big Ten team walks into Breslin Center and gets a win tomorrow night. So. I, I I agree. I uh, it, it will be emotional, and a lot of times, sometimes it can be too emotional. Right, and, right. Uh, that might help Indiana out a little bit. But, uh, yeah, give me Michigan State. I have a hard time picking against them in that one. Um, Minnesota at Maryland on Wednesday. Give me Maryland. Maryland coming off a tough road loss. They're really good at home. They're only home losses to UCLA, who's um, top one of the top good. teams in the country. Um, yeah, give me the Terps pretty easily. Yeah, give me Maryland large. Uh, Iowa at Wisconsin. Ooh, tough one to pick here. Um, I think Iowa's a better team, but I'm taking Wisconsin. If Wisconsin's going to make the NCAA tournament, they need to win this one. Uh, give me Iowa, though. Uh, I just I have a hard time picking Wisconsin. Uh, Thursday night we have Penn State at Ohio State. I wish this was football. Um, give me Penn State. I I just have not seen anything in Ohio State that um, makes me think they're going to win their game. Uh, give me I keep picking Ohio State at home <laughs> for some reason. Uh, give me Ohio State though. For some reason I just feel like they're going to get one. They'll probably get two in a row. Uh, Michigan at Rutgers. Yeah. Uh, Michigan tough team to figure out. So is Rutgers. Take Rutgers just because they're at home. If Michigan wants to make the NCAA tournament, they need to win this one. Yep. Uh, give me give me Rutgers. Oh, it's tough to win there, although Nebraska just did last week. Uh, Northwestern at Illinois. I think Illinois has a pretty good week this week. I think they get some revenge on Northwestern. I think North, right, Northwestern is riding high right now, rightfully so, ranked 21st. But I think Illinois gets them. This will be the J-Man's Book It Prediction of the Week. Um. I don't think it matters if Shannon plays against Northwestern. I think Illinois beats them. Um, Illinois, good at home. They've lost two home games this year. One was early and then one to Indiana. Uh, I still feel like they play better on the road, though, which is weird to say, um, even though they're winning games at home. But uh, I, I just feel like Northwestern's due for, for one, lose to lose a game. And um, I think Illinois will uh, – Remember what happened. Well, that, that that crowd should be amped up because they should, should be. be tired of hearing about Northwestern yeah. for the past few weeks. <clears throat> yeah, and I think they are. They're doing um, ten dollars student tickets tonight and on Thursday. So I think they're trying to really get as many students in there as possible. Except instead of the old guard that's usually there, it's <laughs> quiet. <laughs> um, Saturday night we have Michigan State at Iowa. I will take Iowa in this one. Yeah, give me the Hawkeyes. Uh, Minnesota at Nebraska. Nebraska. Give me Nebraska. Indiana, three road games for Minnesota this week. That's brutal. Uh, Indiana at Purdue. Yeah, I'm really not looking forward to watching this one. Um, but I think Purdue bounces back from their loss to Indiana earlier this this month and gets some revenge and gets it done. Indiana hasn't beat uh, Purdue and Mackey Arena since 2012. And this is the first ranked matchup between the programs in Mackey Arena in the last 24 years. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, give me Purdue. It's the Mackey Arena effect. It's going to be tough for anyone to go in there and win. 11 a.m. CBS, we have Illinois at Ohio State on Sunday. Good week for you. Line to go 3-0. 3-0. 3-0. They, they need all three. If they win all three of them, I'll feel pretty good. Sure. Uh, yeah, give, give, give me Illinois. Um, I, I feel like they win that one. Northwestern at Maryland. Give me Maryland. I'm 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 crapping on Northwestern on this show, but they, they got a tough stretch coming up. So. They do. 
Um, give, I, I agree. I think Maryland gets that one done. Uh, Wisconsin at Michigan. Huge, massive game. Yeah, give me Michigan in this one. Give me, give me Michigan. I think Wisconsin kind of drops out of the NCAA tournament um, this week, and they never look back, in my opinion. Uh, Rutgers at Penn State. It's just my home team bias. I guess I'm going Penn State. Wholeheartedly agree. I think uh, <laughs> I don't think Rutgers, although Rutgers' defense is really good, I don't think Rutgers can score with Penn State, especially if Penn State's hitting threes. Yeah, which, if Pickett gets going, watch out. Yeah, saw them rip off about 90 of them the other <laughs> night. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, give me Penn State. Here's the J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by J-Man. J-Man's Book of Prediction of the Week brought to you by Indiana Farm Bureau Insurance Agent. Travis Watchering for Life, Home, Auto, Business, Renters, Workers, Comp, and Farm Insurance. Contact Travis at 219-869-4561. His email is travis.watchering at infb.com. And you know, I always kind of feel bad that we don't really talk about the other Indiana um, colleges. But when I look at Georgetown. That, that, that. You're killing my bet here. But when they're both so bad, I mean, I mean, Notre Dame, awful this year. Still wonder who's going to be the next head coach. And Butler loses to Patrick Ewing in Georgetown at home. At home. I know I know Jordan didn't leave Thad anything. That's what their fans want to say. I don't uh, care. I don't care. Yeah, it's not going well. In the age of transfer portal, you really can't use that as an excuse anymore. Um Georgetown had lost, I think, 21, 22, 23, 24 straight road games, something like that. Um, they are one of the bottom five high majors in college basketball, along with Cal. Cal is so bad. They've won three games. Louisville's bad, but they just beat a bubble Clemson team. That's going to carry ten. all the way to selection. And they almost beat uh, Virginia yeah. last week. Yeah. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Um you can't be losing to Georgetown, especially at home. On, on the road's inexcusable, let alone at home. Uh, as for Notre Dame, they were a surprise NCAA attorney team last year. They did lose their best player to the NBA. Um, that's one that they're, I think, what are they, 10 and 17? Yeah, something like that. Um, but they're bad. Yeah. yeah. They're bad. Yeah, it's time. It's time. Like Mike, Bra- Mike Bray's leaving. It's, it's time. It's time yes. for new face to get in there. So new voice That's to get in there. All right. And before we talk some NFL coaching situations, let's see what has happened on this day on February 20th throughout the history of sports. Um, uh, here's an interesting one. On this day in 1929, the Boston Red Sox announced that they would start playing Sunday MLB games at Braves Field instead of Fenway Park because Fenway Park was located too close to a church. Oh, it's interesting. On this day in 1953, August A. Bush buys the St. Louis Cardinals from Fred Say for $3.75 million and pledge not to move the team from St. Louis. Hmm. Uh, let's see here. On this day in 1963, future Baseball Hall of Fame outfielder Willie Mays became the highest paid player in the MLB, signing a record $100,000 contract with the San Francisco Giants. Man. $100,000 doesn't buy you that much anymore. 
Wednesday, 1972, the 14th annual Daytona 500 was ran. A.J. Foyt, better known for IndyCar, dominated the race, winning by almost two laps. Wow. So Daytona ran yesterday? Yes. Uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won his first race since 2017 yesterday, winning the Daytona 500. I don't know if it's the junior name, but it uh, sounds familiar. Brad Doherty, remember him? You know, oh, yeah. ESPN? He's the owner of that car. So he becomes the first African-American uh, NASCAR car owner to win the Daytona 500. That's cool. Yeah. It's a good factoid. Yeah. Oh, let's see here. On this day, 1983, the 25th Daytona 500 was held. Uh, Cale Yarborough, Yarborough won it for the third time. Uh, it was the first time an in-car camera goes into victory lane for a national CBS sports audience. He'd go ahead and win one more Daytona 500 before his career was over. He has the most with four. Uh, Mike Tyson did something bad. Um, Shocker. <laughs> Uh, uh, on this day, 1997, San Francisco Giants outfielder Barry Bond signed a record $22.9 million deal for two years. 11 mil a year. That's what like, Ian that, Happ's making this isn't year. Isn't that crazy, though? <laughs> I mean, I know it was a while back, but still, it was in 97. Like, yeah, that's we're not, we're that's not that far long ago. 20, and, 26 years. And guys are getting paid $400 million now. Yeah, um... If Barry Bonds was in his prime now, hitting seventy homers, he he he'd be a eight hundred million dollar man. Yeah, he'd be close to a billion dollars. Crazy. On this day, two thousand five, the fifty fourth NBA All Star game was played at the Pepsi Center, as it was known back then in Denver, Colorado. The East beat the West one hundred twenty five to one hundred fifteen. Who was the MVP in two thousand five? In the East, um. Was good in the East. I think the Pistons won the NBA championship that year. Um, East, 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 East. Uh, man, obviously a really good player. Um, why am I struggling to think of any good Eastern Conference players in 2005? Rip Hamilton. Oh, <laughs> Allen Iverson. Oh, oh gosh. <laughs> On this day, 2011, the 53rd Daytona 500 was ran. I remember watching this from my college dorm room. The 20-year-old Trevor Bang won, becoming the youngest Daytona 500 winner. And I'm not sure he ever won a race again. He probably did, but nothing substantial. 20 years old. On this day, 2011, the 60th NBA All-Star Game was held in the Staples Center in L.A. The West beat the East 148 to 143. Who was the MVP? 2011, huh? Yes. Kobe. It was Kobe Bryant. <sighs> Good guess. And let's see. And lastly, on this day last year, the NBA All-Star Game was held from Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse Arena in Cleveland. Team LeBron beat Team Durant 163-150. to 150. Who was the MVP last year? Uh, Jason Tatum. He was this year. Uh, Stephen Curry, he had 50 points, a record 16 threes. It is so boring. That I, game is, yes, is so boring. The The star power in the NBA is not nearly what it used to be either. Looking at those rosters, um, you you don't have the LeBrons and the Jordans and the Kobe's. And LeBron's still there. Of, he, he, 
He, he is, but he's a 38 year old. Right. Right. Um, you just don't have that star power that you used to see. I, I, I don't know if it's just because I'm getting older and I'm becoming more cynical, but uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I used to love watching the three point contest and the dunk contest. I can't tell you the last time I watched those live, probably a decade ago. Yeah, it's been a minute since I watched the dunk contest. I was I was sick this past week, and for some reason, I just had TV on on Friday, and I, I watched the uh, Celebrity All Star Game, and that's significantly more entertaining, in my yeah. opinion, than any of the other stuff. But you know, uh, once the NBA brings the Sonics back, you know, I'll be I'll be watching those All Star weekends. Yeah, so. the expansion Sonics <laughs> still counts. <laughs> and that is on this day brought to you by Moody Woodcrafts. Moody Woodcrafts is a veteran-owned and operated operated woodcraft shop based out North Carolina with Indiana grassroots. They provide 100% hand-cut custom designs that fit your needs, and their pieces are a great addition to any home, office, or man cave. You can see some of their recently completed projects at Moody Woodcrafts on Instagram and Facebook. And if you let them know the Tan and J-Man show sent you, you'll get 15% off your next order. Coaching carousel, real quick. Jonathan Gannon to the Arizona Cardinals seems like a real goober. He's, um, uh, I, I hate to tell Cardinal fans this, but by his mannerisms, he reminds me of Nathaniel Hackett. Yeah. Um, yeah, he seems like a weirdo. I, I know I've seen people in the media say, well, you know what? Nick Sirianni was kind of a weirdo too, and he took the Eagles to the Super Bowl. But um, it doesn't seem like a good fit. It might be, but um, I just have to wait and see. But it, it just—it seems like a weird fit, especially with Kyler Murray. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, the Eagles are an example of the latest trend in the NFL. When you have good season, your yeah. coordinators are probably going to leave. Even though that defense got absolutely torched in the second it half did. against Patrick Mahomes, it did. But, yeah. Um, yeah, the Eagles have to replace both uh, coordinators because Shane Steichen, is that his name? Steichen? I believe so, yep. Um, was hired to be the next head coach of the Indianapolis Colts, and I just read that the Colts hired Jim Bob Cooter. So I read that too. Offensive coordinator, which he had some good years in Detroit. Yeah, uh, he's been around the league all over the place. Uh, yeah, I wanted to talk about this Colts hire last week, but it wasn't official yet, and then we yeah. got to talk about other stuff, and I kind of forgot, so... Uh, no, I think it's a good step in the right direction for the Colts. Uh, they definitely took their time, but it uh, made sense once their hire was revealed because you can't hire, you know, anybody related mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl team until it's over. Yep. Um, but that's only one part of the problem. They need they have to figure out quarterback. They have to figure out weapons around the quarterback. Maybe retool the offensive line a little bit. So yeah, yeah, they're an interesting team because they've done this um, veteran quarterback here the past four or five years and. Seems like it's reaching a point where they're going to have to make a decision. Do they want to do that again with a Derek Carr type, or do they want to tear down, trade up for a um, Bryce Love? Love. Why do I keep calling him Love? Uh, Bryce. Uh, young. 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 Man. Bryce Love was a running back for Stanford yeah, years ago. Stanford. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, new office coordinator for the Washington Commanders. So see yeah. what he can do away from Andy Reid. That'll yeah, be that'll be interesting. Total control of the offense, which would be nice for him. It, yeah, and uh, my Denver Broncos, it looks like it's either going to be Rex Ryan or, or their old head coach, Vance Joseph. I saw that. That's that's interesting. Both both are interesting. Yeah. Um, Vance has been gone long enough. That he has. The, old, the old regime's not really around anymore that yeah. he worked with. So That's interesting. Yeah. That, that that wouldn't be – it would still be weird for me, but it wouldn't be as weird if Vic Fangio would have. Yeah. That would be really weird. weird. Yeah. So. Him with that birdie bogey. 
Yes, uh, John Rahm uh, is the new number one player in the number one golfer in the world for the 44th straight week. Uh, that ties in with Nick Price all, for 11th most all time. Among active PGA Tour players, only Tiger Woods with 683, Ray McIlroy with 122, and this other guy have spent more weeks atop the rankings. Is that Jason Day? Is that uh, Scotty Scheffler? Is that Colin Morikawa? Or is that Patrick Cantlay? I have zero idea. Um, Jason Day had a great run there in like the mid 2010s. I haven't heard him a whole lot from him since. Um, I've heard a lot. Yeah, he had the vertigo issue. In the uh, back, too, flared up on him. Scotty Scheffler um, seems like a newer aged guy. Um, but I'm going to go with. Um, I honestly have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with Scott Scheffler. You're getting a bogey, my friend. <laughs> It's Jason Day with 51 weeks. Oh, gosh, dang it. I should have just gone with my gut. And you should have seen by my facial reactions. I was thinking of guys off the top of my head. <laughs> just After Jason Day just randomly, my facial features probably gave it away. But I uh, Luckily for you, I was not looking at uh, at the StreamYard screen at that time. I, I, don't, I thought you were going to say you're not looking at my face. I was going to say I don't blame I, you. But, I, I tend to steer away from your face. Tanner takes a one-stroke lead, and, 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 and I'm going to take a break next week from Birdie yes. or Bogey. We will be back next Monday with another episode. Tanner will be gone, so uh, my father is filling in to make his Dan the Man Gay Man Show debut live on the ISC Sports Network. Have a fantastic week, everybody.